picture you're on a game show and the host comes up to you and says, there are three doors, door number one, two, and three. And behind one of these doors is $1 million, cash, credit, debit, however it needs to get to your bank account. The other two doors, a goat. And it's not even a goat that you can take home. You can like take a picture of it, but it's just a goat. Nothing special. You get to take a picture of the goat, but that's what's behind the other two doors. So you being the savvy game show contestant, you're licking your lips. You're like, that million dollars is mine. You choose door number two. The game show host smiles. He says, you like the game door number two, don't you? But then he opens up door number one and shows you a goat. And after showing you that door number one had no prize in it, he asks you a question. Do you still like number door number two? Do you still think that door is the one with the million dollars in it? Or do you want to try door number three? Now, flight crew, think here. This is your moment. A million dollars. It can change your life. Which door do you take? Door number two or door number three? This whole scenario I have said is to explain you just a nice visual example of probabilities, right? And understanding probabilities and managing risk is one of the number one tenets of investing. It really is. If you're able to analyze and internalize what the actual risk ramifications and risk reward ratios are to an investment, then a lot of times, hey, maybe it's a great chance for you to make money. For instance, when I invested $100 into GameStop about, what was it, three, around September 2020, at that moment, $100 barely even represented 2% of my portfolio. My portfolio wasn't that big. $100, I'm like, hmm, I won't lose sleep if this goes bankrupt. When $100 turned into 10 grand over, was that, the course of three, four months, Never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that to happen. You see, typically, any extreme bet that I would take where you have odds of your money going to zero or you have odds of you making a huge amount of money, it can be worth it only under certain circumstances. If I have a chance to five times my money, 5x, then I would want at least a 20% chance of winning. That's typically my uh, golden rule for myself. If I can 5x my money, it needs to at least be 20% chance. That's good enough odds for me. Back to the door example. You're sweating, you're licking your lips. You've been thinking this whole time about which door you should take. They showed you door number one has the goat there. Door number two is the original door you picked. But now door number three, could that be the million dollar prize? You see, even though the probabilities of this scenario seem that the money could be either or in door number two or the money could be behind door number three, 
there's actually one correct answer you should take. And the correct answer is door number three. Now, to all the savvy investors who ever heard this Monty Hall problem before, you know why, you know, that door number three is the correct answer. But for everyone else who hasn't, the reason why you choose door number three is because the probabilities have changed. You see, when you first had the option of picking three doors to find the million dollars, you had a 33% chance of picking the million. But when he showed you, when the game host showed you that door number one was empty and nothing behind it, he then presented you with two options, either keep door number two or pick door number three. And with his new found probabilities, you should always pick door number three in this scenario because staying at your door means you had a 33% chance of collecting the million dollars, but choosing the second door automatically elevates your chance up to 50%. You see, the golden rule of finance is all about what is my expected return? Not necessarily what is my return or what my return has been. It's about what is my optimal decision? What is my optimal return? What is my optimal return strategy? Anyone who's ever taken microeconomics knows that that's basically the whole course. You're basically doing, I'll call it baby calculus, and you're calculating optimization points to maximize the consumer's utility, basically, right? Enter Logan Paul. Logan Paul, as you know, has recently just announced he's bought five more first edition Pokemon base sets. What does this mean to all of the non-Pokemon enthusiasts? It means he's made an investment of $2 million into buying Pokemon cards. Now, I've been over this before in his past broadcast around, I think it was November, where he bought a $250,000 base set box that contains 36 packs of 11 cards, one of those cards being a first edition Charizard that could be worth at the time around 250 to $300,000 by itself. But now with him buying all of these base sets, he's going to run the same experiment back. So at the end of February, he's going to open live on his channel a Pokemon card um, first edition base set. You, as someone who's watching or as a very uneducated investor, have the opportunity to bidding on one of the packs of cards inside that he's opening. So he's opening 35 packs inside in total, and you could be one of those 35 people that buys a pack of 11 cards. Now you're asking, naturally, how much does a pack of 11 cards worth? Well, bid starts at 10 grand USD. Most of them are already up 11 to 12 grand USD. And now, obviously, the next rational question you should be asking as a very sophisticated, uneducated investor is, is it worth it? And is it actually a good bet? The million billion dollar question. If you were to buy one of these booster packs, 
you essentially have a one in 35 chance of becoming a millionaire. That's a one in 35 chance of spending anywhere between 10 to 15 grand USD to get a first edition Charizard that now has a retail price of probably around $600,000 if it's graded a PSA 10. $600,000. And in the world of Pokemon cards, these cards are over 20 years old. They're not making new ones. The population is set. We have a situation where the demand is skyrocketing an infinite amount. And the supply is never changing. The supply will always be what it is. I think right now it's under 500 for sure, probably under 300, to be honest. So the obvious question still remains. Is a 1 in 35 investment worth it? And as always, the best, most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. That's because the uneducated investor, they never stop learning. Let me know what you think about Pokemon cards. They've been on an absolutely rampage lately. I mean, literally Charizard last year was worth, or those base sets that Logan Paul's buying like three years ago were worth $500. Now they're worth $400,000 USD. I mean, absolute insane appreciation of the price like I, I can't what is that like tesla numbers are basically did um let me know what you think do you think it's a great investment or do you think pokemon cards are going to zero let me know it's at flight studio on twitter and we flight crew have to take off yeah.